This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Seeking Profit. My name is Emil. As always, I'm joined by the lovely Andrew. And on today's episode, actually, wait, wait, before we get on today's episode, question for you, start the episode. Mm. I was watching My First Million. They had uh, this guy, Nick Huber. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Sweaty Startup Sweaty, on Twitter. Yeah. I follow him. I dig yeah. it when he's throwing shade at people. And- Dude, my favorite thing is that how many, for like how well known he is on Twitter, how many people just do not understand that he's trolling them and they just get so enraged and like, (laughs) Oh, you're the worst. Blah. I'm blocking you. Oh, you're so dumb. And it's like, Oh, you're the, you're the joke. Do you realize you're the joke? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, they were talking about like, is enough enough? And these guys, they're, they're heavy hitters, right? Like I think Nick is, his businesses are bringing like a hundred K plus per month of profit. he said he has 150 million in assets. Like his business, at least. Yeah, his storage. But like, I'm talking about like profit for him or what he's getting Mm. paid is like 100K in cash flow a month. And he's like, man, five years ago, if you told me I would retire with that amount, I'd shake your hand and be done and be insanely happy when I got there. And he's like, now the number feels like a million. And it's like, when is enough enough? Uh, I am so far away from that number. But isn't it? It's so interesting to hear how people who are, making it in the goalpost just always moves. Do you feel like there's, it ever does not move? Like, can you ever just be like, okay, it's here and I'm good. You know, uh, I remember before we started, I would tell Laura, if we got to this point, we got to that point, whatever. And then we started traveling a lot and we would just go out to eat. And then when we bought this house, we just like gutted the inside and it winds up like you just want that one more thing. Like, now, I, I, what I want is to like all family vacations be on like Jet Smarter. Or we just like, it's like all of us on a private jet. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. <laughs> so the answer is no. There is, there is no enough is enough. You always find something cooler. Like, that's the thing is you get to a level, you start thinking about, okay, what can I do with this money? And you, <laughs> you uncover all these really fun things and cool things you can do. And so it's just never enough. You start hanging out also with people that are in similar earning brackets. And then it's like, you want to like, you know, edge up a little bit or I don't know. It's like the thing that got you there is also why you keep going. Yeah. Cause you're crazy. Exactly. I, th- I think there is also a big ego thing to it. You're like, okay, I've reached this and now you're online or whatever. The internet is a crazy place because you used to just be able to compare yourself. Everyone compares themselves. It's it's inevitable. You compare yourself to people around you. are just humans. That's our nature. You used to compare yourself to your neighbors. That's why it was called keeping up with the Joneses. Now you literally compare yourself with every single person on the internet, a la Twitter. And it's, it's rough, man. I like have this love hate with social media in general because of it. I'm afraid for my kids when they get Same. older. Same. That stuff's tough. Tweens are brutal. I, I know, man, it's, it's crazy to think about what they're going to grow up with. I'm sure our parents probably th- thought the same when like 
MySpace came out when we were in high school or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I feel like every parent's just scared for the next thing for their kids for whatever reason. They'll be fine. I hope. <laughs> All right. Let's get into today's episode. We're talking about email lists. So I feel like everyone and their mom in niche site, LAN, affiliate, everyone's building the brand, building email list. And I thought it'd be fun to just cover different ways to build an email list. We have one, two, three, four, five, six different tactics, strategies that we're going to talk about today. Um, I've used a lot of these. So back when I was at Snack Nation, Snack Nation, growing email list was a big part of our strategy. I grew that list to 100K plus people. You grew Listen Money Matters to how many people? A little over 65,000. Okay. Using similar kind of tactics and strategies that we're talking about today as well, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So just different ways for people to, to attack this. I think they're, some of these are more obvious. Maybe they're not, but just giving you guys different, different ways to, to tackle your goal of growing email list. If you're listening in, in podcast land again, sorry, come over to YouTube. It's way more fun on YouTube anyway. I know our faces are weird, but just, just watch us. We're okay. <laughs> All right. So the first one we've got up, this is, uh, this is the one I leaned on heavily for growing that number at Snack Nation. It's still my favorite. It's been around for a long time. It's called the content upgrade. So the premise, the idea behind this one is you have a piece of content and within it, you have the upgrade to get on your email list. So this article by my, my buddies at Grow and Convert, pain point SEO, how to produce SEO content that drives conversions. So they, in this article, they're talking about using pain points, your customers' pain points to find good keywords and content to go after. And so if you scroll down right here, they said, for our newsletter subscribers, we created a 20 minute video of Davish, who's one of the co-founders, doing keyword research for a hypothetical sales SaaS app mentioned below using pain point SEO. To get a link to that video, you can join our email list here. So this was like, okay, you've read about it. Now watch us do an over the shoulder look on doing the like more in depth with a video, right? So they're they're taking the idea of the article and creating this additional thing. It's not some generic lead magnet that you throw everywhere. Top ten ways to grow your SEO. It's like hyper targeted towards this topic and giving you an upgrade if you join the list. So when you click on it here, boom, put your email in. You get the pain point SEO. And I dig that. So we do similar things. I'm I'm surprised they use like only text for it. I wonder how that, that converts. You're saying like no pop-ups or anything else or, or like a mock-up of a, like if it was the video, like a little box of like the video with the play button, you know, you click email subscribe or a mock-up of like an ebook as if it was a physical book. I don't know why we do that, but um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was what we used to do back in the day. You create like a 10 word PDF and you, you make this graphic with like, <laughs> with your new ebook cover and it looks like a 300 page book and it's just like a 10 page PDF. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That was a little old school. I don't think people are doing that anymore, but, uh, that's how we did it. Oh, hey, we're you're right. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Loser. I mean, here, here's the thing, man. <laughs> All that stuff that used to work, guess what? Everyone, man, I can't tell you how many times we split tested ugly versus nice designs and the ugly 
old school way won so many times. It was crazy. So anyway, I'm, I think you're probably winning. Not for whatever. Uh, I've heard just a lot of like stuff that feels like it's organically created and not like manufactured tends to perform well. Like on the social platforms, you know, a, a TikTok video that looks like you did it with your phone, totally. has literally whipped it out of your pocket and recorded it, as opposed to if, if it looks too high produced, I'm like, this is a Dawn commercial. Like, no, I'm not watching it, a commercial. Exactly. You think you're scrolling your, your Facebook feed, Instagram. I mean, no one goes on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, you see, and you know what an ad looks like. It's nice. It's really well produced. But if it's a selfie video, someone walking around or using something, you think that's maybe a friend or somebody. It just, it looks natural within the feed. So that's right. Make it look less like an ad. And that, I think that's the key. Make it look native. Mm. Um, you're right. They could have, they could have done a, um, like a video, you know, there's, there's ways to make this look even better. They just did it with a yellow call out box. And this is what I used to do too. And it converts really well, but you can take it up a level, however you want. All right. So the next one we're going to cover is HubSpot, which is basically the lead magnet. You know, I alluded to just having a generic lead magnet. You can do a generic lead magnet, obviously creating a content upgrade for every uh, article, really hard to do. What we used to do, what I used to do is when a post would start getting maybe a thousand plus or whatever, you know, you have your number. When it gets above a certain threshold, I would go back and add the content upgrade later. I didn't always add them off right from the get-go. I would see which one, which posts would do the best, which ones were getting the most traffic, and I'd go do content upgrades. In the meantime, I think you can do this tactic where you're creating a, a generic lead magnet. Like HubSpot has here, they have this one that rolls up the bottom, the 2023 sales trend report. You know, data enrichment, that's for sales teams. So they, you know, they tag it within HubSpot or whatever, like sales articles, bring up this report. I think they have it somewhere else down here, maybe in the, I think maybe at the end. Yeah. So the 2023, same thing. They're pushing the sales trends report. So you can just have that either dynamically inserted with something like link inserter, or you can add this you know, an, an ad image directly in your articles or whatever. I think what's really interesting is if you look at the uh, slug for the article, it's slash sales. So mm. I imagine all of their articles that don't have specific upgrades pushed the sales trends and they kind of sectioned it off like that. Unless the money matters, if you go to any dead article, uh, if there's not something specific there, we have our dead ebook, you know, investing, same deal, real estate, same deal. Like we have four categories. We just created four generic things for those categories. Um, this is easier than the previous one. Obviously, if it's specific to the article, it'll, it'll convert way better. Yeah, but uh, that's smart that you guys had it for big categories because that still works too. Like if you if you just had one, like the the ultimate guide to personal finance, and you just had it across the whole site, and people are in for investing or debt or all these different verticals. It just wouldn't convert as well as you at least segmenting it out by like category or tag. Also sounds like ultimate guides really hard to make. And we'd be <laughs> like the, you know, 13 day deck guy, which is really just like 13 bullet points or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> 10 pages. <laughs> <laughs> a Double one space. pager. A one pager yeah. that we made an image of. Uh, it's a book this thick, but it's a one pager. All right. So the next one is the, I call it like the above the fold lead magnet. 
here at Swim University, your boy, Matt, I'll let you take this one. So I think this really uh, like conveys it. So if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see there's like the H1 and the article. But the point being is you could see it above the fold before you scroll down. Um, we'd have this on List of My Matters. Actually, we had copied it from fizzle.co uh, and then Matt deployed it as well. Um, this just performs extremely well, like way better than sidebar, way better than mid. Um, and then where I think Matt has done just a really killer job is he nails the calls to action. He has different ones, similar idea where it's like this category will do this, another category will do another one. Um, he creates these beautiful images. Uh, it's just what people want, you know? I have a question about this one as an SEO. Like, isn't isn't this an H1 that's the same or like an H2 that's the same across every page? I think it is an H2 um, and it is the same. It is the same and it doesn't seem to affect him. So, oh, uh, yeah, it's, oh no, it's a div. It, div it has style H2. Is H2. Oh, okay. The, right. the dot H2, that's like bootstrap. Okay. Uh, he probably pulled pieces of bootstrap or uh, maybe just used bootstrap. That makes more sense. Oh, and then he has, you know, there you go, exit pop-up, which we'll talk about later. But um, that's, yeah, that's, because I was like, man, if you have the same H2 as like the first heading above every article, would that mess with every article like ranking? Like would Google think you're talking about whatever, balanced pool water on every article? But yeah, there's ways to, I guess, get around that with the div class or it looks whatever. looks like an H2, but it's just the size of the text. So you made the text a little bit bigger. <clears throat> um, that's smart. This did better for us when we tried it than the content upgrades. Really? Yeah. And you had the same, same cheat sheet thing across every single one, or did you have category based? We, uh, when we did it, we just had one thing across everything. And it, like Matt's is actually an above the fold, uh, uh, lead magnet, right? It's like kind of both. Uh, ours was like, subscribe and get whatever. And we, we didn't really even try. We didn't push something specific and that worked better. Um, and I'm sure Matt has improved it many fold in the years since we, you know, discussed our numbers and worked on stuff. Uh, his converted incredibly well. Also his audience is such that they, they tend to just, uh, he actually, his audience is, is generally older and he would always tell me how they would always complain that they signed up and they never got a book in the mail. <laughs> like oh they thought God, they were getting dude. like a book you wow. know, or something delivered to them because they're all like, you know, they own pools. <laughs> I, I, I love those audiences because uh, things that all of us see as outdated and old actually still work very well in terms of like tactics and strategies. You know, it's funny. There was, um, you know, Sumo it used to be AppSumo. Now it's just Sumo. Yeah. They used to have this thing called the welcome mat. Do you remember that? You would show up and then it would... It would like push the content down and a, it was like an essentially a pop-up that came up at the top of the article and everyone hated those and they went away. This is like the same, it worked really well. I remember people talking about how catapulted signups. It's like the same thing as this, but it's not intrusive and ugly and like, you know, you land on it, it's right there. It doesn't there. force something onto your screen. You could exactly. scroll away from it very um, like yes. immediately. Exactly. Um, I would even, maybe it's just my screen because it's small, but like, I feel like it'd be nice to see the H1 a little bit higher up here. I guess if you get rid of that I think you guy, were able to. Yeah. He's, yeah, he wanted to, he's pushing his product now. Okay. Um, 
Good stuff. Next strategies, tactics, whatever you want to call them, we got next are tools. And so the first one that came to mind for me, HubSpot, they were they were like the OGs at this. They created, oh man, there was one back in the day where they created an email signature for you. You would go in, this was like, I don't know, they did it 10 years ago. You go in, you put in all your information and it creates uh, an email signature and you can copy paste it in there. And guess what? You just gave HubSpot all your info. this is a blog ideas generator so you know let's uh profit baby give me ideas a week of sure what is this oh unlock 250 more blog post ideas boom capture form so they use these little tools to help you create content or get ideas or whatever right you can like scroll through this i get a couple ideas and then if i want more I can come in here and get my info. So this is another cool way to give something like people use it for free. They get value utility out of it. It's kind of like the content upgrade in a way, right? Get more by giving us some information, but packaged with the tool. And it's easy because after people fill out their information, you just email them a link to chat GPT with a pre-filled <laughs> question in there and they can just hit enter. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really smart. That's really smart. Do, do like a content upgrade for every single thing and it's just a chat GPT generated <laughs> something. <laughs> yes, that, that is how you make sure every single one of your emails never get opened again and you go st- get straight unsubscribed. <laughs> what you do is have chat GPT make you its own version of chat GPT with said link that's branded under mm. your name. See? See, now it's, now it's not in next level, dude. Uh, the other one, I had another example here. So Jamie sent this one to me. It's a mortgage calculator. And so, you know, let's say I was getting mortgage for, I don't for 500 K I wish 30 years shows me my payments, all this stuff. And then if you scroll down, you know, it has like a, a call out here, join the money tribe, sign up for the smart money newsletter. So, you know, this one's a little weaker to me than the then the HubSpot one, it's like a clear tie, right? I would try to make this around, uh, man, imagine if you could sell leads or something here, right? Like we've shopped around to find the best mortgage, whatever. They have drop-ins. I think like Smart Asset will do that. And it'll just like send you right to loan things. and Or even I, I would, an upgrade, right? Or a, an ebook, a download, something where it's tied to mortgage, how to save up for your first house, something that's just a little bit more relevant. I would put that here, but something again, you can do there. Next one we got is from our friends over at Niche Pursuits. This is the exit pop-up. So this one is an exit intent from Niche Pursuits. Uh, It's just basically a pop-up as you try to leave. That's like, hey, you wanted to give us your email address, but you forgot. So just put it in right here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, and, it's a last ditch attempt before you're gone forever to try to get something from you. Yeah. And you just, again, chat GPT generate ideas for this stuff. Um, <laughs> this looks like it's pretty generic. So I was on a guide to create a product comparison chart and this pop-up is about side hustle ideas, incomes This probably applies broadly to his site. Uh, and there's just a pop-up on this article. Um, and he also has the exact same thing over here in case you didn't notice it. Just a way to get them. Uh, I am not a personal fan of exit intent. I know it does work really well, um, but I actually have not met anyone that, that likes them. So, Yeah, it's one of those 
like we were talking about earlier on the episode, it's one of those things that everyone hates, but if you test it and you try to make them not annoying, you know, however best you can, they do work very well. Um, so at least worth trying some tools that people can try this out with. Uh, I used to use Optin Monster a lot. Uh, man, do you remember any others? I can't remember any off the top of my head. I remember Optin Monster. I'd use that one as well. Yeah, check them out. I think I price compared recently. Optin Monster is still pretty competitive. So you can just like find copy paste code for your site too. I think Optin Monster loads like just like a bunch of crap onto your site. Um, so it was like cool to test, you know, then put something in, something in there. So the last one, uh, this was actually one we can't technically show you because at the time, our good friend Ann at yays.com, she had, I think she was testing this and she's no longer testing it. But basically you would scroll a quarter of the way through this article and you'd see some blurred text and it would say to read the rest of this article, opt in. There's tools again, like opt in monster and others that allow you to do this. Uh, it'll just hide the article. Someone has to put their email address in to read the rest of it. I thought that was a pretty clever way, especially if you know, you're sharing a lot on social, you do well on social, get people from social onto your list. I thought that was a really good tactic. Unfortunately, we can't see it, but you just imagine again. We should ask her, but perhaps if it's not there anymore, maybe the test failed. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see. I mean, she's she's pretty open and shares a lot of stuff. So maybe she'll, you know, I know she was talking about on Twitter how she was going to be doing this. I wonder if she'll have a follow up with the results or what she was seeing, why she took it off, took it off. Or if she's watching and let us know in the comments. I'm curious myself. And point being with all of these is I don't really care what kind of math you do. The value of an email subscriber is rather high. Uh, and then if they're opening only 50%, you're sending an email a week, like it just makes sense um, to collect them and either send them to articles that are highly monetized or if you have a product to sell or just collect them. So in the future, when you have a product to sell, and then it becomes automatic. Like I don't even work on Listen Money Matters anymore. We get multiple subscribers a day. So. Yeah, do you think if you're, I think if you're just running ads on your site, it's pointless. You're never going to like even make enough money to cover your hosting unless you're sending like a daily email and your rates are insane. Uh, but it's probably a good thing to do on the outset if you're like planning on expanding into other avenues, selling your own products, selling digital products, things like that. Right. You saw success even, with it. You know, actually John Dykstra uh, from Fatstacks had a really good email that went out, like I want to say last week. So this will have been many weeks ago when you watch this, where he breaks down the valuation of an email and he did his first valuation based on display ads. And I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was assuming maybe like a 10% click through after a 50% open rate. And if you send one email a week, uh, it actually amounts to meaningful money um, just from display ad revenue. And so I think as just building into the flywheel of your site, you know, promoting your, your best articles, recent articles. I think it definitely makes sense just to keep sending people back. Um, obviously super makes sense if you have affiliate income, extra super makes sense if you have a product, but I think it would work for display ads as well. All right. It's a good counterpoint. I should run the math. I should like really, cause I don't, I don't focus on email at all for my other sites. And I feel like they would have, they're, you know, hobbyists. People would love to get on a newsletter that does a really good job. The problem is doing that good job. So I've 
refrain. But anyway, start collecting them now because when you finally have the idea, you're going to wish you had a few thousand to start, you know? I know. It's the, uh, this is the problem with having things as a side hustle and then having multiple side hustles is, uh, you can't give the one, the one thing that deserves the attention enough of it and like branch out. Uh, all right, everybody. Hope you guys got a lot of value. Are there any strategies we missed? Let us know in the comments below. If you have other examples that you think people would benefit from or want to show us, put them in the comments. Let us know. Let us know if this was good. Do you want more episodes like these where we go and break down different strategies, show you people who are doing different tactics and, and ways of doing these things? Uh, I'm at Emil Shore and Andrew's at Andy Feeb on Twitter. As always, we will catch you all in the next episode. Talk to you later, man. Later, man. We're seeking profit. Seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking profit.